Hats Off is an edutainment podcast that is in no way a substitute for clinical assessment, diagnosis, and treatment. The views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and their guest. Mental health is defined as a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. But sometimes we have to get real, and that's when we say, hats off. Hello, hello, hello. What's poppin'? Hi, everybody. Hat heads. How's it going? Earl and I are so excited <laughs> to be here today. Um, we are fresh off our experience hey. of seeing Black Panther. Um, Wakanda! Um, we are not going to do any spoiler alerts, but we are, no. I mean, so many spoilers, but we are going to talk about just the experience and how it felt. And um, we're definitely both tipping our hat to um, Black Panther yes. and Coogler and the cast and all the Black people of the world. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. So just your, like, what are the feelings? We're therapists. So Earl, tell me about the feelings. Full. I feel mm. full. That movie, from the colors to the... To seeing the black women, like literally, <laughs> they were in control. Mm -hmm. Um, to seeing tests of loyalty, mm -hmm. uh, going through family systems of like not listening to the past mm -hmm. and making your own right and not having to fall back on your parents, mm -hmm. you know what they said for you. I love everything about that movie. Mm -hmm. I love the vividness of the colors. Mm -hmm. It just was just like, yeah, oh. so bright. And the whole yes. time I just felt like I was kind of like, it was giving me like Lion King vibes. So, but it was just really good. Really, really good. Gotcha. Yes. I just loved it. It was oh. so good. Absolutely. Um, so for me, I'm somebody who loves superhero movies. Mm -hmm. I've always liked superhero movies. It's always been something that I've really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I've never seen me in a superhero movie, not even like X-Men, you know, Storm is light. Um, not in the, like comics, in the comics, mm -hmm. Storm is a dark skinned woman, but in movies she is Halle Berry mm -hmm. um and you know I think you know at some point Earl and I will probably do an episode on colorism um but there's a difference like you know like I want to see somebody who looks like me and so this was a great opportunity for me to see somebody who looks like me um being powerful and um brave and brilliant mm -hmm. and so it was just so incredibly amazing and there's it's different for filming dark skin like I think we have talked about this with um insecure mm -hmm. like it's just different and you have to do things differently and sometimes I really think that you know production companies and you know production period they don't want to put in the effort 
to figure out our hues mm. and our diversity. And um, we look weird at times, um, even in major motion pictures, like we look weird mm. um, because they're not filming our skin correctly. And they just did an amazing job where these women were like popping. Like there's one scene, I don't remember where it is even, but like Lupita like stuck her head out. Like she just like, I don't know, like they were just on her face. And I was just like, whoo, like look at her skin. Like they just... Everything just was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was so bright. It was beautiful. So many different um, issues and things were touched. Mm-hmm. It was just so nuanced and diverse in what it was covering. And so, I like how they included different cultures of yeah, Africa. Like it wasn't absolutely. just the. It was different. Yeah, yeah, like tradition. You had modern. Like you just had different exactly. aspects from even yes. different trials. It was yes. so you could tell they did, they did a lot of work. Yes. And like I think I saw. Did I tag you in the video from um, the costume director? And she was talking about which costumes and which tribe she pulled from. Mm-hmm. And so like even like um, Angela Bassett's hat mm-hmm. was from the um, a certain group, and like you know just all the different cultures. So it was so well done. Just really well done. And I think it's a testament to when you give people an opportunity, they show you who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the cooler Kugler dude is young and he started, I think, 900000 was the budget, which is not high at all for um, Fruitvale Station. Mm-hmm. Um, and that movie was amazing. Whenever there's a movie where you know what's going to happen you and you still cry, <laughs> like that, that movie was amazing. Yes. Um, and then I think he had maybe 20 mil or something yeah, for Creed, 60 mil maybe. And, and that was amazing. And now 210. And he's just like, if you give it to me, <laughs> I'm going to use it well. Like, and I just did. think it's amazing, um, especially to have a son of my own who's very creative and wants to be like an animator and someone who produces content. Um, I think that. You know, I, I want him to have examples that look like him mm-hmm. for him to know he can do it too. So, we are tipping our hats to Black Panther. Um, and everyone. And I'm part. going again next weekend to take yes. Carter. I'm so excited. Um, and yeah, like, okay, so who's your favorite character? Oh my God. Uh, well, okay, this might be two different people. Who's your favorite character? And then who did you feel like you're most like? Who I'm most like? Yeah. Ooh, Courtney, that's a tough one. <laughs> okay. Most, okay. So my favorite, I I have, mm, okay. My favorite characters, because mm-hmm. I'm going to step out the box. Oh, Lord. I don't have this one. Is first off, um, Zuri. Suri? Suri. His sister yeah. in the movie. I love her just because her, I love everything she said. Everything she brought to me, because if you don't know, she's actually from Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. on Netflix mm-hmm. and she's just she's hilarious but her character represents a lot of things because she's 16 I don't think anybody really like on yes. the movie her character is 16 but this girl is like the head chair for technology of the whole their country yes. and is killing it yes. uh, she even got some warrior moments mm-hmm. I'm just like I want to see her in the next movie because I just yes. feel like her fighting skills going to increase my next favorite so I have only four it's only four. I asked you for your absolute favorite. I don't have an absolute. Oh gosh. My next, I break the rules. <laughs> um, that the Nigu Gorilla, Gorilla. Yes. She's Okoye. Yes, Okoye. Mm-hmm. Okoye. 
Mm-hmm. I love so I identify with her because of that warrior and her her loyalty. Yes. But then I also love Lupita Care, the um Nakia. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then of course Black Panther. Yes. Because yes. he just I I love all four of them. Now which one do I identify then, yeah, with? Yeah, which one? Who would you be in the movie? Mm-hmm. And even if it was a woman, like you no, would be the no, male version of that person. No, yeah, I. Mm, I definitely think it's hard because it's it's out of Okoye and Nakia, mm-hmm. but I would say maybe it's probably Okoye. Mm-hmm. I would say Nakia, but mm-hmm. she. She kind of didn't want to do her like she wanted like you know she, she wanted want other things she wanted other things yeah but I definitely think I think because of the loyalty mm. it's a Koye. interesting interesting yes <laughs> so my favorite character <laughs> who I am going to make it a point to stalk in life is Winston Duke who played Umbaku like I was I like he was funny and like. Strong and chocolate and big. So, mm, Winston Duke, and apparently he went to Yale. I think Winston Duke like went to Yale. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, Winston Duke. I'm, I'm a fan. He was everything. He was everything. Um, and the character that I identify most with, even like took a test on Facebook and got this character, is a Koye. Really? They were like, you are fiercely loyal. I was like, <laughs> you're right. So yeah, like just when, yeah, yeah. That's I'll tell you stuff. about the scene where I was like, absolutely, after we, yeah. after we, we won't spill it, y'all. Yeah, but yeah. So, um, yeah, so Black Panther was amazing, and we are super. I'm getting it excited. On absolutely, Black Panther and Moonlight are movies that you need to have. Yeah, physical copies. Absolutely. Period. Just go ahead and make that a thing. I'm just saying so. about the awards. Yes, absolutely. There's gonna be awards for this. Absolutely, it better be. So yeah. Um, so today for our pop your top segment, I don't know if we said that at the we beginning of the season. We never introduced it. That's what it that, said. That segment, that segment we're going to call it pop your top because we're trying to, you know, blow your mind with the new ways to think about things. So in honor of Okoye, we're mm-hmm. talking about loyalty mm-hmm. um, and how nuanced and interesting loyalty can be <laughs> um, as two fiercely loyal people. Um, Earl and I are going to share just a little bit about, you know, how that's worked for us and how that has not worked for us. And so just how do you define loyalty, Earl? <laughs> loyalty. My definition has actually evolved as I've gotten mm-hmm. older. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> back in the day, Loyalty was to the fault. Yes. Yes, wrong. I don't care. Da, 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 da. But as I've gotten older, loyalty has shifted for me as in I can only be as loyal to you as you are to me. Mm. Um, and I have a quote to go with this later on, but mainly I can't be as loyal to you if I'm not being loyally first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I can't be more loyal to you than I am myself. Mm-hmm. And I back in the day, my loyalty is just, you all in. Yeah, all, Every day, we doing what? We pulling up on, okay, it's done, but I, I, we, let's go. Yeah, exactly. But as I've gotten older, you have to kind of look at the perspective of, would that be the same for me? Mm-hmm. You know, you got you to gotta look at different sides. So not really definition, more so like a little 
summation, but gotcha. that's yeah for me. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, I feel like even though, you know, I'm the elder in the in the podcast, <laughs> that you are further along in that journey. Because I can still be fiercely loyal to a fault at times. Um, I'm working on it, but especially if you prove it. Like, so my homegirl, Tracy, is like my ride or die. Like, oh, that's my girl. <laughs> and like, Tracy, who is also just as credentialed and degreed and grown <laughs> as me, like, you know, I will be like, Tracy, this happened. She'll be like, let's go. What's happening? What's going on? And I'm like, Tracy, we, I'm just, we don't have to, you know, roll out. But if somebody do something to her, I'm holding grudges against people who did stuff to her. And she is so moved on. And I'm still like, if I ever see, no, see I ever, 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 because she's just my, like, she's my girl, like. When um, both Earl and I love Grey's Anatomy and when Karev beat up that guy because he thought she was attacking his girlfriend and he, and Grey was covering up for him and her sister was like, so you just going to blindly support him or you just going to blindly be loyal? And she was like, no, he's earned it. Like, that's Period. how I am. Once you have earned my loyalty. <laughs> I can't go. Then we good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just not going to go against yeah. you. You know what I mean? And I think it throws people off at times. Um, like if someone were to come to me and be like, Earl said this thing and it really hurt my feelings, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> but if what did you say to him? Yeah, I'd be like, oh, what do you want me to do about that? <laughs> like, I'm not going to do anything about that. Um, but if some, if Earl came to me and said somebody hurt my feelings, I'd be like, where they at? No. <laughs> like, where they, oh, where they now, at? Now, I no. will say I do have that. <laughs> I hold a grudge. Yeah. I you hurt my people. And not even for myself. Like, have you found that? Like, I won't hold a grudge for myself. You no. do something for me. I'm like, that's, see, that's cool. my problem. I'll push you away. I'm going to pay it all. I, I'm going to pay it. Yeah. But I even, like, like I had friends with my friends no more because I was, whoever made them mad, even though they moved past it. Yeah, I'm still no, mad. No, you're dead. You mm-hmm. do not exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So you, when you walk in this room, you are a ghost. Exactly. I don't yeah. see you. Mm-hmm. No. And that's really hard. So let's talk about that because I think that's really hard when you have a friend that you're fiercely loyal to and they're in a relationship you don't agree with. Because I've experienced that several times where I'm just like, you want to bring them to my cookout? Like, and, and I'm just like, I know you love them, but I, I want to fight him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a fan. Um, and it's hard when you're fiercely loyal to someone who's not loyal to themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've really had to struggle with. Like Earl said, like I can't be more loyal to you than you are to you. Like if you're going to keep going back or if you're going to stay in this situation, then I, I got to let that happen. But my, the way my loyalty is set up, it then makes it really hard for me to be around. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's where and the, to show up. and to show <laughs> up. And that's where the issues come because of, Ultimately, I mean, no, honestly, you probably gonna pick them, and that's your person. Like that's your partner. Like, I get it. Do what's best. That and you believe is best. it has been times where it's like I don't know if I can continue this friendship if you're gonna continue to let someone treat you like that because I'm just not built that way. It's hard. It's hard for me to see you let someone continue to treat you poorly over and over and over and over again, and you don't expect me to do anything about it. You know, I had a conversation with a client just this weekend about that. Like you can't be more fired up than them. Like, but yeah, but then it does end up creating distance in Mm -hmm. the friendships, which is sad, but you know what? I actually shout out to Shadell. Me and Shadell actually have a written. This just happened yesterday. We were talking 
And, you know, we were just talking about how, like, you know, some people's friendships end and people love to be like, well, y'all been friends for years. And she was like, but I mean, time is nothing but a number. Yes. I've had some friends. I've only known Courtney for almost two years. Yeah. And you would think we've known each other for years. Just the way that connection. But I've known some people over, like, five, six years. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, like, it's about a couple people from middle school that I'm not friends with. Yeah. And we, like, have were friends up until, like, you know. So it's time is mm-hmm. a number exactly, <laughs> and people shift and change, and you're not the same. Like we're not you always changing. Sometimes y'all not growing or changing in the same direction, right? And so yeah, and that's not a that's not shade on them or you, but it's yeah. just we're different people, and time, our time has passed. I think we loyalty can also make you stay too long because sometimes you your time has passed. You know, sometimes your time in this relationship, your time in this friendship mm-hmm. has passed. Your time at this job. I know I have can be somebody, even with my jobs, mm-hmm. where I can be like, well, I know they got this big project or they got this thing right here. Like, I have stayed at jobs because I knew they had something coming up mm-hmm. that they needed my help with. And, like, my friends and coworkers have been like, if you don't quit that day, what the hell is wrong <laughs> They can hire somebody. Yeah, they're like, are you kidding me? Like, and I just, you know, and feeling like, oh, I just want to make sure everybody's got this and everybody's done that. And I I have placed them in the best situation for me Mm. to leave at the detriment of myself. Because if I want to leave, it's obvious because it's time for me to move on. So I'm sitting here making myself stagnant, which Earl and I have talked about. Stagnation is an anxiety inducing like situation mm, for mm. me when I am stagnant I get very anxious, anxious very mm. anxious and so but I have done that to myself to make sure someone else is in the best position possible and then when I leave they're like okay and then they can hire somebody else and do something totally different and new anyway so I don't know why we do that so what do you think that's about seriously what are your theory I have a theory but what's your theory around fiercely loyal people like why they are the way they mm-hmm. are. I guess it's like a part of it might be a sense of control. Mm. Um, Ooh, say more about that. Mm. It's a uh, now that I look at it, I think when people are fierce loyal and control is not always bad. I don't mm. want to paint like it's a bad light, but it's a very it's a hair thin line mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. good and bad. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a sense of wanting to control people. I think so actually, I think people who are fiercely loyal, and I'll speak for myself, have things that are related from childhood. Mm-hmm. Um where you're, getting, you're coming around to <laughs> you're coming where around. It's kind of like my peace might have been disturbed at some point. Mm-hmm. And on that day that it happened, I have vowed to myself that I'm going to always maintain my peace or I'm selective mm. of what's around me, who's around me, and I'm not going to allow anyone to do whatever happened to me or like what I experienced to happen to anybody around. You know, it's yes. like a it's so when I say control, it's like a sense of I want to maintain peace around mm. me. And if you are around me, you are a piece of me. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's my theory. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. it's, it's it's a control thing. Yes, yes. So I think, I think absolutely. And I think to add to that, 
Um, most of the time we are usually trying, I just went to a really good training on Friday and we were talking about this. Most of the time we are usually trying to address some form of abandonment Mm -hmm. or insecurity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That we experienced in our formative years, which is 10 and younger. Mm -hmm. Um, and abandonment can look a lot of different ways. I think people feel like, well, if I grew up in a two parent home and all these things, that doesn't mean you didn't experience abandonment Mm -hmm. issues. You know, people can be physically present and that's it in your life you know what I mean there's no connection whatsoever they just the dude on the couch and you just like you know I never had a relationship with this person um but then also there's the you know parents who give their children away or parents who and sometimes that's the best option but to a kid that still feels like abandonment Mm -hmm. or you know a parent who chooses not to be in their children's lives um and it's that idea of which that control piece was interesting because it's that idea of I don't want anybody to feel the way that I felt in those moments. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you that there's this additional layer of, and again, this is for fiercely loyal, when you are loyal to a fault. We're not saying loyalty is wrong. We're saying when you're loyal to a fault, loyal to the detriment of yourself, mm-hmm. then more than likely this is contributing to it. But it's that idea of if I can just show up just abundantly for others and they will show up for me. It's a way of controlling and making people in your life continue to be present because you're scared that if you stop being fiercely loyal, they won't need you anymore. It's a way, like you said, to hold on and it's protective and it's all that, but it's also a way to hold on because there's some fear that maybe you're not enough just Mm -hmm. as you are. So, and that's something that I can totally relate to mm-hmm. in myself. So I think that that's really important to look at when you assess your friendships and relationships. And y'all, are y'all assessing your friendships <laughs> and relationships? Like I literally, in the last couple of years, have made it like a legit thing where I like write down the person's yeah, name. It's like, uh, how you get your cartoon? Yeah. Like what are the pros? What are the cons? What am I bringing? What are mm-hmm. they bringing? Where do we need to improve? Is there unfinished business? Are there things that I need to say to them? Are like, we able to? Improve? Are we able to have hard conversations? And you know, and, and and also the big stuff, like like the good stuff. Like, how do I want to grow in this friendship? Are there trips I want to take with this person? Mm-hmm. Are there ways that I want to know them deeper? But if you just in relationship with a bunch of people and you're not really looking at those relationships, that's dangerous. Peace by peace. Because <laughs> what I think happens is we just are rolling along and then this massive betrayal of some sort happens and we're like, I thought we were good or I thought I knew you. or I, And it's like, how much time did you take to really assess that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, were you paying attention to the clues? Because people show you who they are. I have experiences where someone showed me who they are very early in the relationship. And then I was like, nah, it's all right. (laughs) And then 10, 12, 15 years later, have received a betrayal from them Mm -hmm. where if I had just listened to people, (laughs) when I listened to this person 15 years ago, I wouldn't even be in this situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And now it's a longstanding betrayal that I just have to deal with. Um, So yeah, I think we've got to assess our 
relationships. And I think some of that loyalty can come into play with that, where it's like, oh, well, we're good. Like, you know, my friends are my friends are, mm. are my friends. And it's like, nah. Not all the time. Not all the time. And not forever. And, not forever. <laughs> and what's wrong with that? Why do you think people struggle with that idea of sometimes we have to adjust relationships? It's a form of change. I don't care what anybody say. If people love screen, I love change. No... No one loves change. No, some no. people just might be able to be resilient and adapt mm-hmm. to change quickly, but change is hard. Absolutely, even when it's good. Absolutely. So our brains aren't even wired for exactly. change. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's change, mm-hmm. and it's changing my routine. Mm-hmm. It's changing my circle. Mm-hmm. Change in itself is scary. Yeah. So yeah. And if, if you are struggling it, with <laughs> abandonment or insecurity, you know what I mean, or inadequacy, mm-hmm. then you are in that space of like. If it changes, like, what is it going to change? Like, to? yeah, who's coming next? Like, mm-hmm. I think we we operate in this fear of lack. Mm-hmm. Like, this will be the only friend I ever had. This will be the only person I ever loved. And it's like, yeah, if you stay with their ass, like <laughs> that part. If you <laughs> just stay with them, like you know, boo boo the fool. Let me introduce you to this whole new puzzle that's beautiful. You know yeah, what I come, mean? Like, come with you, me. if you're fiercely loyal and you stay with them, then yes, this will be the only person that you will ever love mm-hmm. because you will never meet anybody else because you're not someone to seek that mm-hmm. while in a relationship. Relationship, but then therefore you'll never, never. <laughs> know anything never, ever. different. Never, never. <laughs> and so I think you know a lot of times we hold ourselves back because we're not willing to create space through healthy endings and necessary endings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, again, loyalty can be a dangerous thing if you're not doing your work around your stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're doing your work or like Earl and I will always be like Earl's got a loyalty tattoo. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> like we are loyal people. <laughs> like we like it's it's one of the values that I think makes us such good friends. Like and so we're not in any but I also we're not gonna think change that a part of our friendship is we're loyal. We're receptive loyal. Yes. To the point where if I fuck up, Courtney can tell me I mm-hmm. fucked up and I won't be argumentative or, you know, unreceptive. Yes. And likewise with her. I'm like, huh? Yeah. I don't like, know. we come to each other and be like, so I did this thing. Right. <laughs> or we'll be, like, be like, well. And they'll be like, well, I don't. I mean, I see why you might have did it, but I feel as though, and I think this is a beautiful thing. I'm telling you, yes. I just feel you might not have blah, 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 blah. Yes. So I think yes. that's a part of it, because if you can't even communicate, mm-hmm. then are y'all really friends? Exactly. And I think for you and I, like our loyalty is secure. Like we're going to be friends regardless. Mm-hmm. So if we fall out and cuss each other out and throw tables and stuff, like... We're going to be fine because this is my friend. Like, this is my person. So, yeah. I was like, we're going to be fine. And I think people have even seen us in situations and they're like, well, are y'all okay? And, and we're like, like we're, we're always going to be okay. Because, <laughs> But even if we are arguing, we're always going to be right. okay because that's how, lo- like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, we're going to be friends. Our, friend, our friendship can sustain hard things. Yes. And we can have a conversation. And we can have a conversation about it. And I think that's the thing. When you are so loyal to the idea of the friendship Mm. that you can't even be loyal to the real person, that you'll let them ruin their life. And Mm -hmm. you're not even saying anything because you're so loyal to the idea of having a friend. I just feel like if you can't tell your friend, A, Mm -hmm. that is not the move. That is not the move. That is not the move. Y'all are not friends. Mm-mm. Y'all are just acquaintances. Yes. And a so y'all are social friends. Yes. Yes. And let's be clear. 
Um, because it's not your job to parent and correct and direct mm-hmm. other people's lives. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about major things that they are doing that could be of harm and detriment to themselves. Mm-hmm. If they are drinking too much mm-hmm. or making unsafe choices around sexuality, and I'm not saying they humping a lot, because some folk hump a lot, but if they humping a lot with a Dang. condom and no expectations, that's on them. <laughs> I'm saying they're making unsafe sexual choices. If they're in an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. if they are like not going to work, you yeah. know, like those types of things are things you need to be addressing with them. Um, there might be other things that you bring up every once in a while. Like, don't have me out here looking crazy. Right. One of my eyebrows is on stupid. You need to be like, sis, your eyebrows are not sisters today. Um, but. Other than that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some stuff you do need to like just leave alone and let people be them. Yeah. But certain things you have to bring to the table. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you don't want to hear that conversation. Why Why no one ever warned me? Exactly. When they be like, nobody told me my eyebrow was all funny. Like all day. Like except this random like bum. Right. Because it's always a random. <laughs> and I've been to work <laughs> and they're a small child. It's like, what's wrong with your face? Like, you know, kids. Children will always tell the truth. Kids will they will always for your tell life. the truth. If you want to build your fortitude, I think that's why I've become a go stronger person. A, it's because I have a child. Go to a classroom. You know, and preferably kindergarten, first grade. Yes. And they are going to Because it will be such a genuine concern. Because they're going to really be shook. Mm-hmm. Why are you happy? Yeah. Why like, do you know your breath smells bad? Like, yeah. like oh, gee, oh, this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's wrong with your breath? And you are all of a sudden, if you need to get your life together, go volunteer at an elementary Listen. school. You will know yourself real well when you leave oh, up out of there because those kids will inform you of who you are. So, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> so talk a little bit about loyalty to yourself, Earl. Like, how do you know? How do you check in and make sure you are being loyal to you? So that is definitely a learned behavior um so with me i always look at how i'm feeling if i'm getting anxious from a scenario that is out of my control well i do have control as in i can control what i'm going to do in a scenario but if i'm getting anxious like i am doing myself a disservice or i'm going against my own beliefs morals or values or my quote loyalty um that's when i gotta start reassessing like if i'm Keep replaying the scenario, like thinking, like if I'm not this happy five days ago, but it feels like mm-hmm. it keeps happening every day, like I'm keep reliving it. That that's my conscience. That's yes. that's my little buddy on my shoulder saying, uh, uh-uh, we mm-hmm. we need to reassess. We need to figure out. We mm-hmm. need to play some some new pieces on this um this board here because mm-hmm. the way we going, we not going win. Exactly. So um for me. I just have to, I have conversations with myself quite often. Yes. So, um, that's one thing I do daily. Uh, like, some of my friends are like, you act like an old man. No, like, when I go home, and one of my coworkers <laughs> made me laugh the other day, because I was like, okay, I'm going to go home. They're like, you better take it now. I was like, no, I'm just going to go home and sit. Like, I might play some music. Mm-hmm. Or I literally might just sit. I, yes. I can sit for hours and just be mm-hmm. in my thoughts. They're like, we need to find you somebody. I was like, I mean, that is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You be yes. on the lookout for that, but I'm about to go. I just like to process things. Mm-hmm. I like to think because it gives me time to meditate. It gives me time to think about what I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. It gives me time to think about, mm, this could change. Like mm-hmm. It's just going back and assessing. I assess, honestly, I'm not assess too much. I assess on a weekly. Like yeah. I weekly assess mm-hmm. everything, everyone around me. Yeah. Including myself. So. Absolutely. 
I just think it's it's listening to yourself because you, yeah. if anything, yourself is going to yell. It just depends on what volume you're going on. And I think the more you learn about yourself and do the work, you will hear yourself loud and clear. Yeah. But if you keep avoiding, you just it's gonna almost be like a a cricket. But when you do that work, mm-hmm. boy, like that that tu- intuition, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful. Like you'll be able to just really be able to like, uh, nah, mm-hmm. maybe not, maybe not. So yeah. I, it's just about listening to yourself. Yes, for absolutely. Me. Yeah, I would say for me, I think that therapy and a mindfulness spiritual practice have been the two things that have most changed my ability to be loyal Mm -hmm. to myself. So therapy helped me to work through my difficult things, to understand my patterns, to challenge my belief system and my cognitive distortions, all of that stuff. And then, like Earl said, getting still and quiet has helped me be more in tune to myself all the time. I am more aware of myself. Like I can tell when I'm not on top of my practice is when things are happening and I'm missing them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When I am in my practice and I'm, you know, meditating and being mindful on the regular, I just notice more things in general. You know what I mean? I'm more like in tune to, hmm, that was a weird experience with that person just Mm -hmm. now. Was that me? Was that them? And it's not this, it's not like Earl and I sit in our heads all day. Mm -hmm. We are very present with other people Mm -hmm. and connected to other people. But because I'm able to sift through the bullshit a lot easier, I feel like I'm more connected and in tune. Yes. Um, usually what would happen is I would be writing the narrative of what's happening instead mm-hmm. of being in the moment of yes. what's happening. So in my mind, I'd be like, I don't think Earl likes me because Earl is over here and he's looking at me funny and I wonder why he's looking at me funny and this reminds Would me of that Yeah. And Earl could be talking to me and just be like, I really enjoy our friendship and I just really, and I don't know what's happening because I'm in my head yeah. writing the narrative. And so learning how to quiet that and really assess what's actually happening in the moment Mm -hmm. has been paramount in my ability to make sure I am living a life that is loyal to my purpose and who I want to be. Um, And so instead of this invented idea in my head. Because I feel like the more you practice that, the more, like you said, you can be able to shift through the BS that people give you. Like I know me personally, when I sit with somebody... And yeah, they always say you got to sit a couple of times. But usually within my first, like, see, I can pick up on, like, are our energies going to be, like, I can pick up on another point if I know I want to continue this conversation Mm -hmm. or if I need to be like, well, it was so nice talking to you. I don't have to go this way. But (laughs) I I go off energy and you could be speaking a whole game, but it's like once you really get into it, so you can just pick up on this, like, this is not a thing Mm -hmm. or this is not going to be a thing. And I'm not about to force this puzzle into this, this this beautiful thing over here I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. So take your piece. I'm going to go this way. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I think that covers it. I think that's a good yeah. kind of, you know, thought. I want, we want y'all to your homework this week is to do some assessment. Yes. Look at the people in your life that you're most loyal to mm-hmm. and figure out why you're most loyal to them. Have they earned that right? Are they deserving of it still? Because mm-hmm. maybe at one point they were someone you could be incredibly loyal to and maybe now that has shifted. Um, and how does being loyal to them impact you? Does it impact you positively or negatively? Like just sit some, spend some time being quiet with yourself and really looking at the 
relationships that you're in. And if you recognize that they're not what they need to be, we're not saying send everybody a Dear John letter. Like, don't text everybody <laughs> and be like, I'm out. <laughs> we're saying figure out how you need to redraw the lines of boundary in those relationships to shift things. Do you need to have some hard conversations? Do you need to distance yourself? Do you, do you need to do some work because maybe your expectations are unhealthy and unrealistic? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is your homework. Um, and so now we're going to have question of the day. I'm excited. All right, y'all. So question of the day is low-key package of the day. Um, so getting to the story that we received. Yeah, uh, pay I'm attention. Gonna, take notes. I'm going to take my jacket off so I can <laughs> lean in. <clears throat> take a sip of water here. Mm-hmm. I need either validation or correction. I, too, am a licensed professional therapist and would like to remain anonymous. Early in my career, I had a friend who was sleeping with guys without protection while she had herpes and was not telling her partner. Partners. I told her how I felt about her behavior and even asked how she would feel if someone did this to her. When I ended the conversation, I told her if she continued to do this with people I cared about, I was going to tell them myself. She agreed to say something, so I gave her a couple of weeks to tell them. She later told me she was continuing this behavior with two of my oldest friends, which kind of slipped out after a few drinks. But she got mad at me and ended the friendship when one of the guys I told informed her I said something. Was I in the wrong? Years later, after she cut me off, she called me to clear the air and I reminded her that if I had to do it all over again, I would. I referenced duty to warn as my reasoning, as well as the fact that she was doing this with two of my close friends. If you both agree I was in the wrong, please explain to me why, and I will find her and apologize. However, I don't see how I was and either need validation or correction so I can stop second-guessing my decision. The only reason the second-guessing came up is because I reached out to her last year to see if she was well, and she cursed me out and said I was never her friend. Was I wrong? Signed, confused. All right. So for those of you who are not in the mental health or medical profession, Mm -hmm. duty to warn um, is the idea that if we come across information in our professional setting Uh with a client um, where we can recognize that they are a danger to themselves Mm -hmm. or others or to public at large, it is our right is our like we are required Mm -hmm. to report that to the appropriate group you know what i mean so like if a kid is in my office saying that they are wanting to hurt themselves i tell their parents Mm -hmm. and possibly even you know share that information with dss or the police or if Um, the child said they were abused yeah the child says they were abused a client we call dss like they have a plan that they're going to kill like their wife or husband exactly inform them and like going back to um if they like a sexual disease that yeah. they know they have and they're out giving it to, you know, so. Exactly. I think AIDS is AIDS, definitely, yeah. yeah, if they have AIDS, yeah, HIV, HIV or AIDS, then, and they are out here willingly sharing then that, that is, then that is part of, you yes. know, harm. Um, but I think what's important in that statement, that in that question, is that it wasn't in a professional right. setting. This was a friend of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know if it falls under duty to warn. Right. I'm, um, not, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, and because even though herpes is permanent, it's mm-hmm. not lethal. Even though I read an article, y'all, y'all, please wear, con- y'all. I read an article that said there's a new strand. Did you know there's a new strand of stuff where there is a lethal component to that strand of herpes. Mm-hmm. So it like, yeah. Um, but I think most importantly, she was not your client. Um, mm-hmm. And so no duty to warn, 
I don't think meets the that doesn't meet the criteria of duty to warn. However, I think you are right. I think we think you were correct yes. in your close friends being exposed mm-hmm. to someone who was intentionally spreading a disease that she was very aware that she had. Mm-hmm. Um, like if for my close friend, like you're not gonna get my close friends herpes, right? Like, and I know about it. Like that's not. A thing. And I think <laughs> that thing, like, where you said you were second guessing yourself, you've been thinking about it. That's your conscience saying, mm-hmm. "No, you were you were right." Yeah. So I, I I definitely I agree with what you did. Um, sis was trifling. Yeah. She that out. was that was that was ridiculous. Um, and like people's lives have been taken for less. Yes, so no, absolutely. Was, you and protected honest, her. <laughs> exactly. And honestly, you know, if those friends had found out that you know she had given them this, they could have easily hurt her mm-hmm. or you know done something. Crazy and then that was to your her. or your friendship could have been lost. It, oh yeah, that and was that going back to loyalty. Exactly. Um, so no, I think you were definitely in the right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, sis yeah. was out of order. Yeah. And I think sometimes we have to be loyal to what's right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a big thing in our nation right now. Yeah. Like, I just have to be loyal to the right mm-hmm. thing. Um, even with um, how I, like, talk about certain things. Like, just like it's inappropriate for people to talk about the Obamas. Like, to me, that was inappropriate. Like, when they were saying things, not about the president's policy, not about who he was, Mm -hmm. you know, as a president, but just the fact that he was a black man or just the fact that Michelle Obama was a black woman. Like, you know, or just a woman or just whatever they were saying. Like, that was inappropriate. Um, And it's right to not say those things. It's also not okay for me to say horrible things about the people in office now who I don't like Mm -hmm. and who, you know, I do not want to be there. But I don't need to be talking about, like, Tommy Lauren just... Ooh, that thing. She tears she up Wale everything. So bad, she huh? wants Wale so She wants... Bad. She has I've never seen someone who yes. always... Yes. And be like, oh, I missed you, but I'm like, girl... She has... This is my issue with Tommy Lauren. My issue with Tommy Lauren is that I don't even think she mean the shit she saying. She is just saying it to, to be inflammatory and horrible. And the things that she says incite people who do mean it mm-hmm. to do horrible shit. And that's an extra low. Like, that's another realm of hell for which she will go to. But that ain't going to be none of my business. So the people out here who are saying crazy stuff, like, I hope you are raped and killed and all that stuff, to Tommy Lauren, mm-hmm. like, that's all also not appropriate. No, that's Just because we disagree with somebody or they're wrong doesn't mean we get to be wrong to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have to be loyal to what's right. And just put them at a distance. Exactly. And so in this case, you were loyal to what's right. And maybe she feels some type of way. But there is something going on for her that apparently sounds still unhealed if years later she's still fired up and wanting validation that it was okay to spread disease amongst others. Um, that you can't be responsible for. Yeah. I think we worry about people's reactions too yeah. much. Like, most of the time, how I show up has nothing to do with anybody else. Like, every day, <laughs> I go pick up Carter from either my mama or school. Mm-hmm. Every day. He's the same human. <laughs> every day I go pick him up. But depending on how my day was, how I'm feeling physically, mentally, emotionally, um, am I hungry? Am I tired? Am I overwhelmed? Depends on how I react mm-hmm. to him. He being the same little boy. <laughs> 
But you know what I mean? And so looking at people like don't want to say things, they don't want to address stuff because they're afraid of how people are going to react. That's not your problem. It's their job to hear you and respond appropriately. And if they can't do that, that doesn't usually have anything to do with you as long as your information was kind, accurate, and necessary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you out here saying horrible shit to people and then they pop off at you, like, that's a thing. But if you're <laughs> saying, look, sis, you have a disease that is with you for the rest of your life, I get that that is scary. I get that that causes you to question how you will be intimate and all things. And you deserve those things. Just because you have this doesn't mean you don't deserve those things. Mm-hmm. And you need to be honest with people. It is not okay with me that you're doing this in general. And it's especially not okay with me that you're doing this with people who are important to me. And I'm going to tell them that's loyalty to what's right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? That's loyalty to what's right. If she pops off about that. Yeah, so. Cause that's on your That's conscience. on her. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. So it's unfortunate that she's not where she needs to be in this. I mean, you know, maybe anonymously, anonymously, you know, confused. Send her a link to, you know, a therapist, yeah. you know, referral or something. I don't know. Or just leave her alone and let her figure that shit out for herself. But you did the right thing in informing your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that doesn't... So also, when we do the right thing, that doesn't mean we won't feel a little guilt. Yeah. Because especially if it hurts somebody else we care about, that's natural. But that guilt doesn't mean you did something wrong. That just means you're a human yeah. being. So, I mean, to us, it sounds like... The right choice was made. It wasn't a duty to warn, but it was definitely the right choice. So, good job. I hope that helps Anonymous. All right. Well, we will be back with That's Not a Thing. Um, That's Not a Thing. All right. Do you have a That's Not a Thing? I do. Ooh, I love (laughs) it when you're ready. I'm going to lean back. So, in honor of Black Panther and all things great, what is not a thing is these fake attempts that people made on Instagram to make it seem like they're being attacked by Black Panther moviegoers, aka African Americans. Um, I've seen two posts where someone took this poor Swedish model who was actually attacked in a club by a guy that groped her and she refused to dance with him and he hit her with a bottle. She is fine now. But they tried to take her picture where she was bloodied and say that she went to see Black Panther in a Black moviegoer yelled at her, you don't belong here, and assaulted her. That's not a thing. I also saw another, I can't even remember it right now, but like all these fat, like what I love is how quick people are like fact checking them. Like the moment that thing came, I was like, you mean this picture that was taken here? Like people was The internet, everybody has the internet, y'all. So it's like, everybody has it. That's not a thing. So what I love is just, Research. I will never speak on any type of subjects. I refuse to speak on subjects that I have not researched myself. Mm-mm. And it has to be from a clear source. Sources, Absolutely. actually, because I need to read it from two or three legitimate sources. So that is not a thing. We are not going to try to darken this movie mm-hmm. or try to take away this experience of proudness, which we are we are fine to have. Yeah. Absolutely. Deal with it. So we're, that's not a thing. That's why yeah. that's not a thing. Thank, that's a because when I saw that I was like, was sad. I couldn't even get upset. I just honestly, like, I was like, y'all really out here trying I'm it, trying huh? it each week. And why are you so mad? Like, why can't people sit down? Like, I just, I always wonder what, like, where's the like Earl talked about earlier, the little person on your shoulder when you are actively creating a story and like typing it up. Like, where's that moment where you like, I'm wilding. Like, do other people, because I have those moments. 
when I am like upset about something unnecessarily, like I will catch myself and be like, you cut up. Like Look, you are wild and stop it. Let's take a second. Let people practice the pause and take a moment to not be crazy because some of that is just like... <laughs> Like, there's nothing wrong with you except for the fact that you wild it. Like, stop wilding. It's unnecessary. Hello. So, oh, God. Oh, yes. But, and, and you're not going to win. You're not. You're not going to win, bruh. Like, understand that there's so many pictures of white people safely enjoying uh, Black Panther. My homegirl, Amy, just texted me when we started recording. Like, we are at the movie theater. It was amazing. Like... Stop. You know what I'm saying? Her whole white family is there and they are just as safe as they were at their house. Because we're all there to watch Wakanda. Okay. Nobody's worried about who else is in the seats. Thanks. So, um... What's your worst? I don't know. I'm actually... I'm not really... I don't know if I have one. Mm. I know, which is good. Because I stay like on a soapbox, <laughs> fired up about something. Um, but... Yeah, I think I'm gonna pass. Okay. This week, Look if that's that. all right. I know. I'm trying to <laughs> the think. Week I have when you don't. Have. I know, right? So yeah, I think I'm gonna pass. Um, if y'all have some that's not a thing, yes, and y'all want us to read your that's not a things on um on the podcast, Sing we will on. definitely do that. Just put that's not a thing in the subject so we know how to organize mm-hmm. our different um information. And because I know y'all walk around and be like, that's not a thing. Oh, I lied. Uh oh, here we go. Okay. Wow, your whole face just changed. Because, okay, here, here's the. <laughs> mm. All right. People who are self deprecating mm. and trying to seek attention by saying horrible things about themselves, that's not a thing for me. Like, if you need support, and love and encouragement. I need you to use your words like a big boy or girl and say, Courtney, I'm struggling right now and I need a little bit of love and support and encouragement. But don't say, I'm just a horrible person and I hate myself in an effort to get others to be like, no, you're amazing. Because that's not cute. Not only is that not a thing, but it's not cute. Like I can't, and maybe it's just the way I'm set up. Like my like passive aggressiveness runs all through me. And that feels very passive aggressive to me. Um, and what I do with passive aggressive is I either completely shut down or I agree with you. And so if you're like, I'm the worst, I'm like, you're right. <laughs> and then I just sit quietly and look at you while you're like, <gasps> Because we both know you saying that shit because you want some right. attention. And I'm not here for it. If you need attention and support, I need you to use your words and ask for it. Like you know adult. what I mean? Exactly. Um, like an adult. Because <laughs> the person I'm talking about is a whole ass 30-something-year-old adult. Like, you oh, too wow. old for that shit. Stop it. Stop it. So, I can't. I can't. Because I got to be loyal to myself. And if you can't do that, I can't I can't continue to be around you. It's it's so narcissistic. Like, like you just want the attention on you. You just <laughs> want the attention on you. And you're just like how you sit there and you are literally doing something like amazing and creative, and then like I'm just so not creative. I suck at life. And it's like, well then put away the watercolors and the clay. And I was like, watercolors. Like, wait, 
What are you talking about? Like, why are you doing this? This doesn't make any sense. And so it, that just runs through me. So people who do that, who are constantly fishing for compliments by putting themselves down, stop that shit. <laughs> Assess what you really need mm-hmm. and ask for it because that's not a thing. So I did have one. <laughs> All right, guys. We're wrapping it on up. See ya. So we have our resources and quotes. I'm not going to give the details of the resources. It's just several articles on um, ways to be um, loyal in friendships and relationships and some things to look out for if you're questioning other people's loyalty. So that'll be in the bio. All right. And our quote today is, I reward loyalty with loyalty. I reward disloyalty with distance. Yes. Read that again. I reward loyalty with loyalty. I reward disloyalty with distance. And so the important part about that is when people are disloyal to you, if they betray you or hurt you in some way, it is not your job to seek revenge. It is your job to get the hell up away from Mm -hmm. them. Just get away from their ass. You don't have to do anything to hurt them. You don't have to, you know, yeah. Like, just don't even waste any time trying to get back at them. Mm -hmm. Just take the information and move forward. I think we hurt ourselves when we then have that whole tit for tat like mindset and we are like, oh, you hurt me, I gotta hurt you too. Like, why? Why? <laughs> like, cause then doesn't that make you just like them, the person that mm-hmm. sucks? So don't you then also suck? I'm just <laughs> saying, people, put it together, y'all. <laughs> this is not Picasso. This is paint by numbers. One is red, two is blue. I'm telling you. <laughs> just get away from their ass. So I love that quote. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Great, great episode. Um, I'm still on my Wakanda high. So I Wakanda! Forever. <laughs> forever. Like Cardi B said, forever. Yeah. Hey, Cardi B. I'm concerned, but I am. I don't know if I want her to be with that dude. That's for another day. Oh, this is for another you're day. Right. Maybe we're going to mini-sold <laughs> that one. All right. All right, guys. Um, have a great uh, weekend. Because yes. this is going to come out on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, go see Black Panther if you haven't seen yes. it. Because eventually we're going to dissect that bitch. And you, like, eventually we're going to quit caring. be the next mini-sold. Yeah, we're going to quit caring about your feelings around spoilers um, real quick. So, so you go ahead and see it. next March 2nd yeah. to and gather then, your life and then we are going frame by frame <laughs> so because at that point we'll probably both have seen it again and we'll yes. be ready so, so yes <laughs> alright alright follow us on all the things like share subscribe yes. write a review um, shout out to SoundCloud and um, iTunes I see us growing and yes. we appreciate it hey, thanks mamas. for all the love we have gotten this week mm-hmm. thank you to Ashley yes. for her promotion of us um, while she was beating her face i'm gonna have to come down to texas and help somebody help me figure this out um but yes uh we appreciate you um we're on soundcloud and google play and stitcher and itunes and all the things um our ig follow us on our ig at hats off podcast clt and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Hats Off Podcast. Follow our individual pages. My Instagram is easy.ecm. That's E A Z Y period E C M. And I am Courtney Leak LCSW on Facebook and IG. And I am Courtney LCSW on Twitter. Send us questions to hat. Mm. 
Send us questions for question of the day at hatsoffpodcast at gmail.com. Also, check out our social media kit that is attached below. Book us. We are always ready to bring laughs but truth. Ooh. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. And until next time, be you. Be true. Hats Hats off. off. Hats off is brought to you by Earl Martin and my mommy, Courtney Leake. And I'm Carter.